hearts. Praise God. Let's sing this chorus together. And oh, how I love Jesus. And oh, how I love Jesus. And oh, how I love Jesus. Sing it to the Lord. That's it. Love. Hallelujah. How does that next verse go? And to me, he is so wonderful. Oh, to me, he is so wonderful. And to me, Because he first loved me. Oh, could we give the Lord a great hand clap in this place? Aren't you grateful today that you know that he first loved you? Amen. Before you were anything, he knew you and he loved you. Scripture said we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God. I'm glad today that I know who my Savior is. Amen. And I don't just know him, amen, by name. I know him intimately and I know him, amen, I know him powerfully. And I'm thankful today that I know that when I call upon his name, I can reach out and get hold of him. I can touch him. I can bless him. I can magnify him. Praise God. What's his name? Oh, why don't you just shout that real loud? What's his name? Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give honor today to everyone that's come, amen, to our service this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe God wants to do something in the house. Praise the Lord. I know today that our mind is on sugar plums and chocolate, chocolate-covered cherries and all that kind of stuff, you know, and everybody's been Christmas shopping and all of that kind of stuff going on. Amen. But I'm going to tell you today, I think we need to take a break and just get our minds on Jesus and realize that God can do something for someone in this place. And he's the one that's worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You turn with me to Luke, the 19th chapter. We're going to go to the word today. Praise the Lord. Luke 19. We're going to read verses 41 through 44. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there. Amen. While you're turning, I want to greet all of our guests today in the name of Jesus. We're so glad that you chose today to join us in service. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is the church that God built. Praise the Lord. And I'm thankful today to belong to one of the greatest churches. Amen. In Madisonville. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 19. 
Beginning at verse 41, the Bible said, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known even thou, at least in thy day, the things which belong unto thee, unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee on every side and they shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in those leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. I wonder today if you could look at your neighbor and just Ask them, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Praise the Lord. Amen. I know today that it's Christmas time. I know today that we're celebrating a Savior born in Bethlehem. But I want to remind everyone that on that day that he was born, amen, Scripture said that he came into his own and his own knew him not. Amen. They missed him. And I believe today that if we're not careful, we'll miss him. Praise the Lord. Amen. I know that he was born in Bethlehem. But let me tell you, he's coming back in the clouds. And he's coming back for a church. I said he's coming back for a church that's ready to go home to be with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to preach just for a little while on this title today. Do you know what time it is? Praise the Lord. Do you know what time it is? Praise God. Why don't we ask the Lord again to bless this? Lord, we love you today. We're thankful, Lord, for that anointing of yours, your goodness, your mercy. Lord, that you have touched and ministered. You've healed and blessed already. I pray today, Lord, anoint this word as it goes forth. Lord Jesus, have your will and your way in this house today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to remind everyone of our Christmas service tonight. And everyone will be gathered in and everyone has worked very hard in putting that together. So if you can, make a way. Amen. To enter into that service this evening at 6 o'clock p.m. Praise the Lord. I know that our calendar is telling us that... We are in a festive time right now. And uh, I know that Christmas music is playing and the houses are all lit and uh, people are expecting gifts on Christmas and all of that kind of stuff and we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And I want to say this today. We understand that he wasn't born on December 25th. Amen. But we take that day and we celebrate the birth of Christ. And I would say today, if you can celebrate his death, we can certainly celebrate his birth. Amen. Oh, I hope that's all right. But I wonder today if I could interrupt this program with an important message. Amen. Have anybody ever been riding along and across your radio, you hear, anyone ever done that? I'll never forget Sister Cook and I were crossing through Wisconsin from Chicago headed to St. Paul, Minnesota, and I think we were teenagers. And, and that came across my radio late at night, 10 or 11 o'clock, and I thought, well, here comes another 
you know, a, a get ready warning kind of thing, you know, that they're practicing. And I'll never forget it said, this is not a warning. They said, a dam has broken. If you're in a valley, to get out of that place. Amen. I'm thankful that I wasn't in that valley. <laughs> Amen. I believe today that God sometimes has to interrupt our program. I, uh, I, I know today, and I, I love all of the, uh, the things that we do around Christmas time. I, I don't know who made red, uh, black, green, and white our Christmas colors. Somebody did. Amen. But it works, and I love all of that. I would invite everybody over to my mother's house on Christmas breakfast. We're going to have sardines and oysters. And, oh, don't that sound wonderful? That's our Christmas tradition that is started from some English folks a long time ago that had no money. Amen. So we celebrate being poor with them. <laughs> but I love all the Christmas festivities. I, I love everything that we do. And I... I love the lights and the programs and all of that. But I, I begin to think today about that scripture that said, in an hour that you think not, he said, that's when I'm going to come. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I almost wouldn't consider his return during Christmas season. Amen. Maybe during Passover, maybe, maybe at one of the feasts, but... But how in the world could it possibly be right now? And I'm going to submit this today to the congregation before I'm done preaching this message. Jesus could come. Amen. And I know that we celebrated his birth. I know that we still celebrate his birth. And I know that there were angels and they were proclaiming glory, glory to the highest. We know all of that. Amen. We know that there were shepherd men abiding in the fields and we can find all of that written in the book of Luke and they gathered round the babe and we know about the wise men and all of that kind of thing. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. We're going to celebrate that over the next week or two. But today, I wonder if we could interrupt that program. Amen. With an understanding that whether we realize it or not, we are a day closer to the coming of the Lord. Amen. Whether, we're, whether we're, we're ready or not, Jesus is coming. Amen. Whether you're ready or not, he's coming in the clouds. Amen. He's going to receive unto himself the church. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the rapture right now. Amen. Oh, come on. We ought to get a shout about that. Amen. I know that we have family that we're working on and Family that needs to come to the Lord. I sat down beside Sister Cook on the couch. I looked at her and I said, right now, even so, come quickly, Lord. Get me out of this old rotten world that we're living in. Amen. Because I'm not in love with that world out there. I'm in love with Jesus. Amen. And I'm coming today with an expectation of a return of Jesus Christ. Amen. I know today that we're celebrating the gifts that we give and those gifts are a representation of the greatest gift ever given to mankind for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. That's what Christmas is all about. Amen. But I want you to know what a wonderful time for the Lord to come again. What a wonderful time for the rapture of the church. Amen. My, while the world is looking for a, a, a heavy set man and reindeer dancing across the sky, 
Amen. It could be that the church lights out of here with the sound of the trumpet. Amen. And God takes us out of this world. Amen. I'm excited about the return of the Lord. I'm excited about revival. I'm excited about what God is doing in this last day and hour. Amen. I know today that Christmas is music is playing and all of that kind of stuff. Amen. But I want us to understand the Bible said, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Amen. You don't know. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Amen. I want to. I, I, I just want to interrupt everybody's program today, and we're we're going to sing tonight, and we're going to have a good time. But I want to interrupt the program today, and I want to tell you that ready or not, Jesus is coming. Amen. You need to set yourselves. You need to pray up, study up, worship up, get up, live up, and get ready for the rapture because Jesus is coming. Praise the Lord. Paul told the church at Rome, he said in this, and knowing the time that it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Amen. Did you know that we're one day closer to the coming of the Lord? (laughs) Whether you realize that or not, amen, we are closer at this hour, at this minute right now, amen, than the world has ever been since his resurrection and received up into glory. Amen. I'm going to submit today that time... Amen. Has no bearing on who God is. Does it matter whether we would consider it to be Christmas time or Easter time or whatever day it would be? Amen. I want to tell us today that God is a big God. Amen. It doesn't matter to Him what hour it is that we're celebrating. Amen. Time. Amen. It's not all of that relevant to God. Amen. There is no limit on His boundaries. And in time or space or magnitude. You can't limit God to a day. Amen. When God exists in eternity. Hebrews 13 says this. It tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, I wonder today. Amen. Could we just continue with that attitude of revival? Amen. Living in an expectancy of the Lord coming again. Amen. We had somebody get the Holy Ghost last weekend. Let's do it again this weekend. Amen. Let's magnify the Lord and, and glorify God and bless his holy name. And we can even do it wearing Christmas colors. Amen. Y'all with me today? Let's talk about Jesus for a little bit. Amen. He told Moses, he said, I am that I am. In Hebrews again, he said, I am the same yesterday, today and forever. To him there is no beginning of days. He exists in eternity. And he and beholds past, present, and future all at one time. Amen. In Revelation, he declares himself as this. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. I want to tell you for a minute who it is that we're here worshiping. Amen. If we're not careful, we will become so programized that we could miss the coming of the Lord. 
Amen. If we're not careful, we, we can become, amen, so a, a programized or, or, or church activated, amen, that we miss the coming of the Lord. And I, I love all the things that we do in church, but I want to tell us this. God is bigger than any program that we have. Amen. He's bigger than any play we would put on. He's bigger than any singing that we would have. He's bigger than any any light festivity that you would have. He's bigger than any shopping holiday that you would have. I'm here today to proclaim unto us a Savior. Amen. That was born. Amen. In Bethlehem. He came. He lived. He died. He rose again. He ascended up. Amen. And guess what? He's coming in like manner. Oh, I hope this is all right this morning. Amen. I know this might not have been what you were expecting. Amen. As we celebrate Christmas. But this is what God laid on my heart this morning. Amen. To him there is no beginning of days. Amen. There exists. He exists there in eternity. In Revelation, he declares himself as Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. I want to tell you today that if you're going to try to escape his presence, amen, you can't escape his presence. You cannot get away from him. You cannot outrun him. Amen. There is no place that you can go to that God is not already there. Amen. There is no time that you can escape to that God cannot meet you there. Amen. David said, whether shall I go, amen, from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. Though I make my bed in hell, guess what? Thou art there. Behold, thou art there. If I take wings in the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold thee yea the darkness hideth not from me and the night shineth as the day both are alike unto thee amen let me tell you something night and day are the same to God hallelujah I'm preaching Jesus just for a little while Amen. Time has no ill effect on God. Amen. He has no arthritis to contend with. You and I do. He has no bursitis that he has to complain about. He has no age spots. Amen. He has no memory loss that comes with us old folks know what we're talking about, don't we? You ever started out saying something and in the middle of what you're saying it just escapes you? And then you're just chasing your words like this. Amen. Some say, Pastor's crazy. No, I'm just getting older. That's what old folks do. Amen. God's sight doesn't fail him. He has no good days or bad days or bad hair days. Think about that. Amen. Have you ever had a bad hair day? Amen. But to you and I, time is nearly everything. Time matters so much in our lives. Time is, besides the Lord, it's all we have. You take time away from us, we're nothing. To everything, the Bible said in Ecclesiastes, there is a season. A time and a purpose under heaven. Not above heaven. Not in heaven. But under, oh, listen. Let me tell you today about a city where the Lamb is the light. Time doesn't matter in that space. 
Amen. He's the city where the lamb is the light. He is the day. Amen. The city is lit up by his glory eternally. Amen. Let me tell you. Amen. To everything under heaven. Amen. Time and purpose and season matter. But thank God I'm going to a place. Sister Sisk, I don't have to worry about a spring, a summer, a winter, and fall. Amen. I ain't got to worry about no more cold. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And hallelujah. All you snow lovers, amen, you can have every drop of it. I'm going with a city to a city where the Lamb is the light. I'm going to a place where there cometh no night. I have a mansion over there that is free from toil or tear. I'm going where the Lamb is the light. Oh, I'm telling us today about a Savior whose name is Jesus. And I want to tell you today that ready or not, He is coming. Amen. To everything, there's a season. Time and a purpose under heaven. Not in heaven, not above heaven, but under heaven. He said a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. To you and I, time is everything. We are limited to its supply. It is the gauge in which we measure everything most important in our lives. Amen. We will hear things like, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to go over there. I don't have time. Amen. My, my wife and I, we live in a state of rush anymore. Amen. We about have to make an appointment just to see each other. Amen. I know what it is to be busy. I'm not complaining. Amen. It just is what it is. Amen. But we're living today in such a busy season that I wanted to come inside of this place today and let everybody know this, that, amen, I know that we may busy. We may be busy and I know that we may we may be celebrating Christmas and getting ready for the new year and getting ready for rapture and getting ready for a, a revival that's happening. But I want to tell us today, you need to be ready at a moment's notice. Amen. The, the bridegroom is coming. Amen. And we, the church, have got to be ready. Amen. Whether it's a holiday season or not. Amen. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, let me tell you, you got to be ready hallelujah time is all that we have to get ready in time is everything we are limited to its supply amen when a moment or an hour or a day is spent it cannot be retrieved it's gone amen it's simply gone forever is anybody in here nostalgic I'm going to tell the young ones in here, you better get ready because when you get older, it'll happen, won't it, Brother Mason? Amen. Young folks tend to look forward. The older we get, the more we tend to look backward. Because we've spent more time than we have to look forward. Amen. Time is precious to us. It's all that we can existing in this world and if you remove time from us amen we have no time we leave this world we're out of time we have heard it said time will tell time is voiceless time can't tell you anything there may be some things that are revealed through the process of time amen but I want to tell you today that time says nothing amen You think it does? Wake up in the morning at the sunrise. Tell me what voice you hear. 
Watch the sunset and tell me if you hear a voice this evening. I dare to say you won't. Unless God is speaking to you, giving you some revelation. Because time will not speak to you. They say time flies. Time neither flies, nor runs, nor stands, nor sits. Amen. It just simply continues at the same pace it always has. Now it may seem to fly to us because we've been having a good time. I, I remember going to school and I remember, amen, it seemed like those first 12 years of school were 100 years long. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I used to watch that clock and I would think five minutes is an eternity when you're staring at the clock. When you're sitting watching a teacher teaching, that lets me know I better hurry up. Y'all are being generous today. Maybe if you got a good teacher, it won't seem so long. But time doesn't speak to us and time doesn't fly and it's operating at the same pace that it always has except when God interrupts it to do something phenomenal. Time has marched forward from the beginning of time until now and according to the calendar contained in that Bible, there's only two times that God interrupted his law of time. Once when Joshua commanded the sun to stand still. God interrupted time for a moment and he said, hey, this is worth taking a break for. And then Hezekiah, we find, when he was looking for something as proof positive that God was going to give him more time, amen, time rolled backward. And a nation literally dipped into a few minutes before and they lived that same moment of time over again. My, think about that. But Joshua and Hezekiah, amen, because of God's grace, he interrupted time for them. I've heard people say time is on your side. Time is not on your side. Time is neutral. It's the same for everybody. Whether you realize it or not, it's the same for you, Brother Kevin, as it is for me. It may seem to roll around a little quicker, but time is the same. They say that time is a healer. Time's not a healer. God is a healer. Time itself does not heal us. Amen. There are some things that become less painful through the process of time, but ultimately God is the one that does the healing. Amen. It's, it's the area that God works. And here in the book of Luke, we find Jesus, and he's referring or referencing the importance of time as it is pertained to Israel and to us. Amen. Jesus told his disciples this. He said, We must work while it is yet day. For night cometh when no man can work. In other words, amen, you are limited in the amount of time that you have and you cannot dip back into yesterday to retrieve it. I heard a message preached one time, amen, that never reachable place called yesterday. Amen, you cannot reach yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Let me throw something else at you today. Tomorrow will never get here. Because when tomorrow gets here, it'll be today. And tomorrow will be the next day. That's a mind bender, isn't it? And, and, and I hear people procrastinate and they'll say, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. 
Amen. Nobody in here has ever procrastinated, have you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Jerry, you ever procrastinated? Oh, we never do, do we? I'll make that appointment sometime today. Yeah. yeah we hear all kinds of things about, uh, about what we're going to do and what we can accomplish tomorrow and what God is going to do tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I come into this place today to, to tell us all this. We've got to work while it's day because the only thing right now that we have hold of is the day and the moment and the hour in which you live right now. That is what you possess. Now God owns tomorrow Brother Bogle, and he owns yesterday. Amen. But you and I sit in possession of only the moment in which we are living. It's right now. In other words, this is your moment. Right now is your time. And Jesus said this to these people in this Nation, he said, if thou hadst known, even thou, he said, at least in thy day, he said, the things which belong to thy peace. And here we understand Jesus was telling them, I've got some things that I want to give you. I desire to impart some good things to you. I, I want to give you peace in your life and I want to produce healing in your life and I want to give you salvation in your life and I want to wrap my arms around you. He, he told them one time, he said, I, I would have gathered you as a hen would have gathered or checked. He said, I, I would have laid my hands across you and protected you. In other words, he said, I've got some things I want to do in your life. I want to tell us today that if we're not careful, we will fall into the trap of believing that tomorrow is our day or next week is our day or the next week is our time amen I'm coming today into this house preaching to you today that the only moment that you have that belongs to you is right here right now amen we are announcing a revival that's coming I'm living in expectation of that revival of what God is going to produce through that revival. We are having a week of consecration and prayer and fasting. And we the church are getting ready. But let me tell us this, that whether we realize it or not, Jesus could come today before we ever got into revival, before everybody sharpened up spiritually, before somebody found a place to repent and get some things out of your life. I want to tell you today that right now is your moment. Right now is your hour. Right now is the opportunity that you've been given to connect with God. And right now you've got nothing more than that. Amen. I know it's Christmas time. I know it's celebration time. But I want to tell you today that there's no day like today to receive the Holy Ghost. There is no day like today to pray back through. 
There's, oh my, let me tell you something. Amen, we've got a screen up there. But behind there, there's a baptistry that's ready for somebody. And if you tell me today that you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, I'll remove that screen and we'll, we'll, we'll take you down in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you why. Because that's the most important thing in your life. That's the most important thing you could do today. Oh, today, I, I want us to understand. I know that we're in celebration of a holiday but I'm telling you we need to live in celebration of the king of kings and the lord of lords that is coming that's going to part the eastern sky and we're going home hallelujah oh I feel an urgency in my spirit today amen to tell somebody in this place you may not have tomorrow you may not have next week you may not have next month But right now you have this hour. Right now you've got the gift of time in your life. I'll never forget we prayed a lady with a lady up here. And before she was completely finished. Amen. I remember she walked away. And I thought, well, she'll get what she needs tonight. And and, uh, as a pastor, as a minister, you know those moments frustrates us when somebody amen just quits a little shy and people have their reasons and I'm not knocking that amen but let me tell us today amen we ended church that day with that individual I'll never forget the look on her face amen and then uh, a week or so after that amen I couldn't find her I couldn't see her Amen. I looked for it, tried to call her, couldn't get an answer. And then somebody told me, they said, Sister so-and-so's in the hospital. Amen. I went to the hospital and I paid her a visit, Brother Kevin. Amen. When I got to her room and she started talking to me, tears began to flow down her face. And she said, Brother Cook, she said, I stopped shy. She said, I didn't get what I needed in God. And she said, if I could get out of here, she said, I would tear the doors off the front of that church off in order to make it there. Amen. I'm going to tell you today, amen, that she was gasping for breath, suffering, amen, suffering with that old cancer that had ridden her body, amen, that had metastasized, and, and she was never given another opportunity, and we buried that lady. I want to tell somebody today, you need to make sure, amen, in the hour that you're living, in the day that you're living, oh, I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is available today. You can get the Holy Ghost today. God can touch your body today you don't have to leave here without revival in your life God wants to do something regardless of the season oh praise God and let me tell us this amen we understand today amen that to everything there is a season don't we amen it's time to plan a time to pluck up that which planted time to gather stone time to cast money time for all of that Let me tell you this. Jesus approached a fig tree one time. Brother Kevin, the Bible says that the time of the fig was not yet. And he looked at that tree expecting fruit from it. I thought, boy, that's unfair. That poor little fig tree. Amen. It was just the season that it it would be like, amen, looking at a peach tree out here now expecting to get fruit from it. Amen. But Jesus looked at that tree with an expectation, the Bible said, to receive something from it. Some would say, well, how is that? Let me tell you this. He is the one that sets the seasons in order. 
He is the one that produces godly fruit in us. He is the one, amen, that does the fruit inspection in our life. And if you will go to that scripture, amen, when he got to that tree there expecting to receive some fruit from it, amen, there was no fruit there on the tree. And the Bible said that he answered the fig tree and he cursed it. And that lets me know that the fig tree, amen, made a comment to him if he answered it. And the comment that the fig tree was saying is this, regardless of who you are and regardless of what hour it is and regardless of what day it is, I ain't going to bear no fruit. And God answered the fig tree and he said, you are going to die from the roots up. And the next day that old tree, amen, was dead from the roots up I want to tell you today that you might not think it's a convenient season to come to the Lord but God brought me to this pulpit to tell you today that today is your day I'm here oh I'm going to preach to you before we leave this house and I want to tell you today is your day some of you have wondered why am I here What's brought me here to the house of God? Is it fellowship with one another? I want to tell you today. Because God instructed me to tell you. Right now, this is the day of salvation. This is the hour of salvation. This is your opportunity right now. I wouldn't want to leave here today. Amen. That I hadn't repented of my sins. Been buried in the name of Jesus. Amen. And been filled with the Holy Ghost. Right now is your moment of time. Hallelujah. Jesus was saying this. He said, if you had have known at least in thy day, in this moment of time, the things which belong to thy peace. And he was saying, I've got peace for you that goes beyond all understanding. We are living today in a world that seriously lacks peace. You want to know why? Because it seriously lacks Jesus. And there is no peace without Jesus. You can try to find peace on your workplace. You're not going to find it. I mean, you can try to find peace, amen, just in your family. You're not going to find it. I mean, you've got to have Jesus in your life if you're going to have peace. And we're living today with a deficiency of peace. I mean, people are killing one another, maiming one another, hurting one another, devouring one another. I want to tell you, amen, there is one called the Prince of Peace that is able to bring peace into your life that when you would leave here today, you would leave with a smile on your face. And pep in your step a shout in your oh I'm here to tell you today that God is available if you recognize the moment hallelujah I didn't have all this planned today when I came to this pulpit but I'm here to tell somebody in this house amen that this is your hour this is your day amen he was saying I want to bless you I want to heal you. I want to restore you. I want to redeem you. I want to fix the brokenness inside of you. He said this, but you must recognize my time of visitation. I want to preach today to the church. Amen. Now is the day. And now is the appointed time of your salvation. Yesterday is gone. It's absolutely impossible to get it back. And tomorrow is always tomorrow. 
How many times I've heard somebody say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to get it tomorrow. I'm going to fix it tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to tend to it tomorrow. Amen. I, I came preaching in this house today to tell you this. Amen. That this is your time. In Luke the 19th chapter, you can find it written. There was a man one time named Zacchaeus. We've written songs about him. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Wee little man was he. Y'all know that song. But there's more to this story than you would understand about Zacchaeus. He was more than a wee little man. Zacchaeus was a man that was hungry for God. And Zacchaeus was so hungry for God that he was willing to do whatever it took to get hold of God. Amen. I want to tell you today that God will answer prayers of desperation. Amen. If you're not desperate, let me tell you, you're not going to get God's attention. But when you get desperate for God to move in your life, God will move on your behalf. God will heal. God will bless. God will minister. And God will save. Amen. But you have to get desperate to get God. Is that all right? Amen. And I want to tell us today that we live in an age, amen, where people are not desperate. We're living in a day of nonchalant. Amen. We're full of things. We've got things in our life. Amen. We've got pride in our life. We've got things comfortable in our life. We got businesses going on. We got houses. We got homes. We got covered. We got food in the cupboard. We got insurance. We got 401k. It's hard to get desperate for God in an atmosphere like that. But I want to tell you this. Amen. When your time is up your job ain't gonna matter your house ain't gonna matter the food in your cupboard ain't gonna matter but the only thing in your life oh I wish somebody would worship with me the only thing in your life is that whether you have Jesus or not that's the only thing this man I want you to hear what the word says Jesus told Zacchaeus this, make haste and come down. He said, for today, I must abide at thy house. And scripture said that he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Now let me tell us this today. I begin to ponder that and study that and examine that. Because I can't find much written after this about Zacchaeus. Maybe you can, I can't. Amen. But I do know this. That was his day. And Christ came walking by that day and said, Zacchaeus, you need to get in a hurry because here I am. And Zacchaeus came down quickly and received Christ Amen. He took advantage of the moment of time that God had given him. I don't know whether Christ would just not be available to him after that day. And I don't know whether Zacchaeus drew his last breath after that day. But I know this. It was pertinent to Zacchaeus that that day he gave his life to the Lord. That moment, that hour, that day the magnitude of that decision changed the rest of his life. I want us to hear today that decisions will determine your destiny. Amen. Decisions will change your life, bad or good. Decisions will affect you forever. Amen. When you leave this world, there's some decisions that have been made in your life one day that we'll all answer for. 
their decisions that, that we make. Amen? This was the hour of visitation, and Zacchaeus took it. And what a wonderful story. What a great end of story that it was. Zacchaeus made haste, and he came down. But in Revelation 2, we hear a different story. Tells us a complete opposite of Zacchaeus. There was a woman by the name of Jezebel. And scripture said this, I gave her a span of time to repent. And she repented not. Now Zacchaeus had his moment, his hour of visitation. And he took it. I don't know how many times Jesus had passed by before that day. I have no understanding of it. Amen. But it could have very well been once. But this woman named Jezebel, God had given her a span of time to repent. I look today in a church of people that love God. Thank God that we have, we've hung around the kingdom of God. Thank God that he's made available to us grace and mercy. Thank God that he's opened up the kingdom to us. But thank God that he gave many of us time. I don't know why in the world that he gives many great opportunity and he gives many one opportunity. But I do know this, that you need to capitalize on your opportunity. Just all right? You need to capitalize on your opportunity. You need to realize today, amen, Christmas season is wonderful. Amen, but I want to tell you this holiday will come and go. And when you're out of it, most of us will go, boy, it's over now. Amen. I'm coming out of it broke. Spent everything I've got for a day. Maybe I'm the only one that ever feels like that. Amen. We'll come out of that, Brother Walden, and we'll put our kids around the Christmas tree and all of that kind of business. And Amen. They'll tear through hundreds of dollars worth of toys in just a second. Amen. And then they'll play with the cheapest toy you've given them. Yeah, the box. My brother-in-law one time raising his kids had gone through some financial hardship. Had several children. He took them to Duff and Dollar, I think. And he went in there with $100 and three children. And he walked out with 100 toys. And they was the happiest kids in the world. Think about that. When your kids are opening their Xboxes and all that kind of business. Amen. Brother Chris, you need to take Brother John down to the dollar store. I'm giving you good ideas today. Put in... In what we are given, time is the most precious gift that we have. And we have to know that the decisions that we make are going to matter for an eternity. And I want to tell us all today, and I'm, I'm fixing to be finished, is this, that all God needs to move in your life is a moment. That's it. In one moment. There was a woman one time with an issue of blood that pressed her way through a crowd. And the, the Bible said that he healed her immediately. That healing virtue went out from him. You can look in the word of God 
Amen. Jesus touched the leper and the Bible said immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Instantly it was cleansed. Amen. There, there, were, there were blind men. Jesus touched their eyes and the Bible said immediately they received their sight. Let me tell you something. The devil wants you to believe that you got to work for it. Amen. You ain't got to work for it. Salvation is the free gift of God and all you've got to do is come down and give your life to Christ and you can receive the Holy Ghost in five minutes. All you've got to be is serious about it. Oh my. Amen. God can heal you miraculously today. I believe that or I wouldn't preach it. I'm here to tell you when can he heal you right here and right now. God can work a miracle in your life. That's what the word said. God doesn't need a magnitude of, oh. He don't need next week and next month and all of that. He can do it immediately. God doesn't need much time to fix your brokenness. I got to thinking as I studied this, there are moments in our lives that we will never forget. There are some moments called impact moments. Has anyone ever heard of that? I'm going to tell you about them. They are moments that are so precious to you or so powerful. They don't have to be precious. But so powerful that you can, you can remember everything about that exact moment years after it happened. Where were you when the space shuttle blew up? I can tell you. I was having lunch at Pull Folks with Brother Johnson and Bishop Wanker. I can remember the conversation that we were having. The day that the Twin Towers were attacked, I remember where I was sitting. I remember what I had for breakfast. I don't remember what I had for breakfast last week. But they're impact moments in our lives. They're so powerful that for decades they measure in our memory and they impact us. The birth of my children... I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's precious to me. I don't ever want to let go of that. And I'll never forget where I was and what I did the day that I gave my life to the Lord. Brother Kevin, I'll never forget it as long as I, as I live. I can, I, I can diagram the service. I can tell you exactly what happened. I can tell you what the preacher preached. I can tell you about the altar call. And I can tell you that at the end of the altar call that I tapped a man in front of me. And I said, would you please go pray with me in an altar? Amen. He looked at me and then we walked up to the altar together. And I'll never forget in about 15 minutes, God had filled me with the Holy Ghost. I was a new person, a new creature from that moment on forevermore. That was an impact moment in my life. Let me tell us today. God wants to make an impact moment in your life today. He wants to change you. He wants to heal you. He wants to bless you. He wants to make something new in you. Amen. He wants to produce something in you that you've never had before. But you have to be willing to take advantage of the moment and the hour in which you're in service today. Amen. Have you ever thought at the end of a service, boy, I wished I would have moved today. I wished I, God tugged on my heart. I wished at that moment I would have, I would have given my life to the Lord. I wished at that moment that I, I, I would have made my way to an altar. Have you ever, God ever impressed upon you to go talk with somebody? 
and you, you, you didn't pay attention to it, or at least you backed away from it. And after service was over, amen, you realized that I missed a moment to tell somebody, to minister to somebody in the spirit. Let me tell us today, right now is the appointed time. Right now is the appointed day. I know the season. I know everything that's going on. But I want to tell us today that God sent Philip Cook today to this pulpit to tell somebody in this place that today is your hour and all you have to do is trust him and make your way up and give your life to the Lord. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. I wonder what you will do with your today. Not your tomorrow. Not your next week. And I'm believing that we're going to love God and live for God during those times. I'm not worried about yesterday. And I want to tell you what, what's in yesterday is gone. I can't reach back into yesterday and I can't fix the broken things of yesterday. I don't have that ability. But I do have right now, and I do have this moment, and I do have this hour to give my life to God. And to say, Lord, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a resurrection. I'm, I'm ready for a divine touch from God, whether it's healing internally, spiritually, physically. God is able to move in your today. And I'm, I'm preaching today to someone. I hope everyone knows that. But you've got to trust him with your today. You've got to say, Lord, here it is. This is all I have at this moment. Whatever becomes of me after today, it's up to you. Yesterday's mistakes are made. But God, I need you to fix me today. I need you to mend me today. I need you to touch me today. I need you to heal me today. Would there be someone today in this place that would make their way to an altar and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need what only you can give. I need what only you can do in my life. I wonder, would someone, anyone, just say, today is my day. I don't want to leave here empty. The Holy Ghost is speaking to some in this place.